Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is September 18, 2014, and we are almost towards the weekend. So happy Thursday to everyone. I'm glad that you're tuned in to another episode of The Bright Side with Technisha, and I am your host, Technisha. And just getting in the start of things, being single, you know, you have gone through the high water in the dating zone. With all the disappointments and rejections, you may feel like you attracted the wrong man or woman here to tell you to stop wasting time with the drama and craziness. It's with me, Michelle Barnum, who is a marketing expert. That's that's correct, a marketing expert. You think of a person helping your business to become established, but what about marketing yourself for love? Well, if you have been looking for love or just waiting, the wait is over. Let's stop dating and start marketing. Do call in at 347-426-3751. The chat box is open. How are you, Michelle? Hi, Technisha. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm I'm glad that you're on. And once again, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, I know mm-hmm. how that actually feels. I have a like I have a dog myself, so you know they're part of the family. They are the darn dogs. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I know. And at first, <laughs> at first, you when I when people would tell me, "Oh, my dog died," you're like, eh, "Okay," but then you understand. They are just they just like our babies. We have to take care of them in the same way. So my heart goes out to you on that. Now, oh, thank you, Michelle. I found your topic very interesting because you market, but it's it's strange because it's market to marry, and you went think <laughs> of that because when I think of a market expert, I'm thinking of okay, this market expert is going to help me get my business up off the ground, mm-hmm. help me get more followers to my Facebook fan page, Twitter followers, mm-hmm. and stuff but not marketing yourself. So, Michelle, how did you even come about to that moment when you want to start doing this? Well, you know, as as a marketing expert, I was, you know, my background is corporate marketing. And um, and during my corporate career, I was also a single girl. And I was, you know, doing a lot of stuff in my professional life that was working. I, you know, I made the companies that I was doing marketing for a lot of money, over $200 million in, in sales worldwide. And, um, and, and so for me personally, I started wondering, you know, hey, do these professional skills translate to the personal life? Because, you know, the, like when it, comes to, when it comes to your profession, you're very logical. You know, you're very data-driven. You're very, like, step-by-step process-oriented. And you're very, you know, you're a very logical person. But over here on, like, the dating side, it's all drama and emotion. It's just a mess, you know. And and so I was just like, man, someone's got to give. Like, if I can be, you know, if I'm successful in my professional life, could this possibly translate to my personal life? And that's really where it started is it started with me. You know, I started, you know, practicing marketing on myself and got married. You know, and then all of my single friends started asking me, "How did you do it?" And uh, and so that's where I kind of started teaching other people how to market themselves as well. Right, and that makes sense. 
to actually put yourself out there. It's almost like a job. You go in professionally, you present mm-hmm. yourself in a professional manner. Now, what are ways to actually get started? Because some people have been out the dating game for so long. They don't probably know yeah. the ins and outs anymore. Everything has changed, especially since the fact that we got so much online dating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, the place you start with marketing, especially, you know, for people who are starting over or have been out of it for a while, isn't where you would not naturally think. Actually, before you even start using marketing, you have to kind of have this mental shift. So before I started using marketing, I did something, and maybe you can relate to this or your listeners can relate to this. I did a lot of what I call hope dating. You know, go to a party and you hope that you meet somebody there. If you meet somebody, you hope he calls. If you go out, you hope that maybe this could work out. And there's a whole lot of hoping going on, right? And all of that hoping causes a lot of emotion. It causes a lot of drama and, and analysis and you go back after date and you analyze it with your girlfriends and, you know, all of this stuff going on. And, um, and what, I, what I had to realize first um, as I started practicing this professional behavior in my personal life was that no business hopes to be successful. They have, like, they have an action plan. They have goals set up for how they're going to, you know, execute, uh, execute those goals, you know. And um, and so we have to shift to having more purposeful efforts in our dating life. For example, I just had a baby a few months ago, and um, and as much as I love my child, she put some weight on my body naturally, and um, and as much as I hope and pray every night that I will be healthy and happy in the morning, that weight is still there in the morning, and uh, and so. If I want to lose weight, the first step that I have to take is recognize that I have to do the work. Like, I, it's, it's, I, I have to change. I have to, you know, change how I'm eating, change how I'm working out, doing something. Second thing I have to right. do is identify a game plan. What am I going to do to change? You know, there's lots of options out there. And, and uh, for anybody who's had a baby, you know you're up, up and awake at odd hours in the night. There's lots of infomercials on how to lose weight from crazy diet pills to – you know, workout DVDs, and so there's a lot of different options out there. So that's identify, well, what's my game plan, right? And uh, and then it's not just to order that DVD. You actually have to, like, take the required steps. You have to work out. You, ha- you can't just sit mm-hmm. on the couch and eat donuts and expect to lose weight, you know? This is a really entertaining DVD. I'm glad, it, you know, I'm glad I bought it. So you have to, like, recognize that if you want to lose weight or if you want to get a better job, if you want to get into, you know, a tough grad school program or anything, you you have to identify your steps or the plans of action to achieve those goals. And dating is no different. Finding love is no different. And so you have to quit hoping for a better job or a better body or you know a different or or love, and you have to actually take the steps to make it happen. Right, and you know that brings me to the point where I hear men and women say that I don't have time for dating, but you got to make the time in order to do that because you can't blow him off. No, no man wants that. But I think also what mostly keeps a lot of people single too is that we live in this fantasy world that we're going to get a man that says, oh, you complete me, and it doesn't work like that. We want that cinder. Mm-hmm. I think they call it the Cinderella syndrome. Yeah. We want, yeah, we want to go back to that. And in reality, it's no such thing like that. And like you said, you have to work hard at it. Dating is hard work. 
It is. Mm-hmm. It's too tiresome. I'm glad I'm married. Because it's, it's just so... <laughs> It is. And then, like, this online dating is just so much that you go through with that, too, Michelle, because then you have people putting up false advertisements. They put up these fake oh, pictures, true. knowing that's yeah. not them all buff. So you don't know who you're yeah. getting on the other side. But, you know, I was doing a little research, too. They said that really communicating online is not the best way. It's best to just go ahead and meet in person. Go to a Starbucks, grab a cup of coffee, start talking to each other, meet up, have lunch. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I you know, a lot of people give online dating a, a bad rap primarily for that reason. You know, the whole like people pretend to be something and they're not. But guess what? People do that whether you're meeting them at a party or, you know, uh, being set up or whatever. That like you never know who you're going to get until you get to know them better anyway. And so, especially with online dating, I tell people don't waste your time with a whole lot of email, a whole lot of texting or even video mm. calls, like, get get in person as quickly as possible because until you're in person with that, per- with that individual, that's not, like, you can't gauge the chemistry until you're face-to-face anyway. So, and that's, and that's why, you know, think about it from a job perspective. You know, people don't, people don't hire you just based on your resume. They, they want to see you in person. And that's not just because they think that you have a great resume. They want to gauge chemistry with you they want to see if you're a good fit for the position you know and i don't i don't want you to treat dates out there like job interviews because that's not healthy either but but primarily the the purpose for in person is to gauge chemistry and interaction you know and that that's really crucial so if you're out if you're out there online dating basically um Get get one on one with somebody as as quickly as possible in a public setting. You know, go for lunch or something like brief and casual. But uh, but get in real life because because as soon as you're there, there's there's not a lot of faking that can happen from then on. Right, and just the same way about the job. That's the reason why they do want to meet you in person. They want to get to know you. Cause see, while you're testing, you building up this image in your head of who you think they are, and then they'd be totally different when you actually finally get them in person. So that is a very disappointment. Digital intimacy just doesn't really match that real life. Now, for the ones, Michelle, who are just starting to get out there dating, what are the steps to to better the dating? Yeah, so so once, once people have, you know, that first step of having that kind of mind shift, to, okay, I need to make purposeful efforts in my dating life. What happens then that, that a lot of people make actually some serious, you know, mistakes in is that they start making efforts all over the place. I call this like the feast or famine approach to dating. And it's kind of, and I also nickname it the single cycle because it's going to keep you single, essentially. Um, so what happens is people have this kind of like, all right, I'm going to now make an effort with dating. And suddenly they're everywhere. They're they're, they're really social. They're at parties. They're at clubs. They're doing online profiles. They're asking people to set them up. Maybe they're doing the new dating apps like Tinder or, you know, name your dating app du jour. Um, but they're meeting – all of a sudden they're everywhere, and they're meeting a lot of people. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of activity in their life, so to speak. And maybe they even start a relationship with somebody. Um, but what happens typically is that uh, – is because there's nothing really changed in your core strategy to dating and relationships, 
then you're just kind of repeating the same processes that you have um, that you've used in years past with dating and, and relationships. And so essentially your relationship is doomed from the beginning. And, uh, and, and at the, I think we've all experienced the end of relationships. You're, you're exhausted. You're, you know, depressed. Your life is out of balance because you've been focusing so much time and effort into that relationship or into dating um, that the rest of your life feels like maybe it's been neglected, your relationship with your friends, maybe, you know, even just your body, working out, different things like that. Um, and so with all of this, you know, <laughs> you end up maybe feeling depressed and jaded, maybe even like a little bit, like a little bitter, maybe a lot bitter. <laughs> and uh, and so essentially you kind of throw up your arms and say, you know what, I'm going to take a break from dating. I'm just not going to focus on it right now. When it, when it happens, it will happen on its own. And it kind of starts this whole mentality all over again of, of just, you know, removing yourself. And with that much when that happens, you're essentially kind of like a bear. You're you during the summer you've eaten all the fish and all the berries, and then you slept through the winter. And when you wake up, you're starving again. And with that kind of idea and uh, mentality of like, oh, I need to start making an effort with dating. And once again, that cycle starts all over again. And so what I what I ask people to do instead of working, um, you know, having this approach to dating, I want them to use more of a plan based effort with dating. And sometimes when I say that with people, they, they want to throw stones at me and, and say, that sounds like a lot of work. And um, right. and actually, it, it's not. Like, what I'm asking you to do is work smarter, not harder, and to make strategic decisions in their dating, not emotional ones. And most of the time when we're making decisions from a place of emotional starvation, like, I need somebody in my life, I'm lonely. You know, that loneliness can be a great motivator, but it can also uh, lead to desperate decisions. So what I'm asking people to do is to make strategic decisions that help you to make logical choices um, or choices based on logic, not loneliness. And what results from that is that the whole experience is not as exhausting. Your dating dating life is more sustainable. It's, It's balanced with the rest of your life, and this whole approach to dating is actually more efficient. People who go through my program and and uh, and learn how to use marketing, they can walk into a party, meet five different guys in that one setting, have five dates, you know, the the rest of their the rest of their week, and they know that they don't have to spend all of this energy and this effort in finding the meeting people because they know where to look and they know what to do when they find them. Which I think is like a huge gap in people's minds. So what I'm asking is instead of that feast or famine approach of, like, I'm now making an effort and i got to do all this stuff, is instead to be strategic with your dating. Right. And, you know, with all all the dating that's going on, a lot of people, as you have discussed before with others, they go in with so many bad habits. And I think one of them really for women the most, we keep men in the same category, just as men keep some women in the same category. You think, oh, they're going to be a dog. They're going to cheat. And that's the wrong impression to give. And we also, like I said, we have that princess syndrome or you're giving too much too soon, which can mean money, mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. You're spending too much time with that one person. And sometimes you can expect too much. We want him to mm-hmm. be part of the Fortune 500 company. We want him to drive a BMW. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not like, oh, we want him to look like this stripper over here with a six pack. And no, <laughs> you get disappointed every time when you start putting your high expectations up there and then they let you down. Then you look in clues like, okay, well, I can't get a man. Well, sometimes you have to go back and reevaluate yourself. And most of the time, I find a lot of women who don't find fault in themselves, Michelle. They'll make it look yeah. like it's the man's fault or the man seems like it's the woman's fault when it's actually them mm-hmm. who has the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, at the end of the day, the only person you can control and change is yourself. You know, so as as easy as it is to blame somebody else, you know, and, and I'm not justifying anybody's decisions because if somebody's cheating on you, that's, you know, they they chose that, you know, that's like they made a bad choice, you know, kind of a thing. But there's also something that you're doing in your, in you know, in your life in 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 choosing that kind of person, you know, or or putting yourself in the position of maybe um, uh, of, of coming across that kind of person and and even seeing them for what they are. Like I I know women who are the other woman in a relationship, and uh, and. And and they believe that their their guy is going to leave their woman for them, and it's just it's just not a healthy situation. It's like you mm-hmm. really like you you really think that he's not going to do the same thing to you if if you guys you know end up together. Like it's just not like those are those are writing on the wall scenarios. <laughs> like come on, you know. So at the end of the day, as easy it is to place blame on other people, you have to take responsibility for yourself and your own choices and decisions. Only way to change. You. You sure do. You you have to. You got to be smart, and that's where a lot of women mess up. You can't make a relationship with someone who already has one, and don't fall for the excuses. We do that most of the time. Oh, I'm going to leave her. Okay, when I see those papers, then I'll start one with you. I'm not going to open up a book to something that's already open. You are you no. don't start the chapter. You in eight, and here I want to start with one, but you already in eight and nine. So no. Yeah. That's the big, yeah. <laughs> big mistake, and I and I don't know why women fall for that one, but they some of them do. So, Michelle, give us some secrets to work smarter at dating. So this is where this really is where kind of like the like business the business world has kind of like the template for your love life. This is the actual process, and I use it in my own personal life, and it kind of. Like, it kind of came to me um, at the end of a business trip. It was a pretty epic business trip that I had um, back in the day. It was around the world business trip. It started in China, and then I had all these meetings in Europe, and um, and obviously came back to the States afterwards. But at the end, the tail end of this trip was my birthday. And, um, and I had the honor of being in Paris, on my birthday, have you have you ever been to to Paris, Nietzsche? What was that again, Michelle? Have I ever been? What? To, have you ever been to Paris? Yes. So you know, you know, Paris is like yeah, it gets that rap for being the most romantic city in the world, and it is right. It's not it's not somewhere that you want to be alone. <laughs> Right. Not on your birthday. <laughs> oh, well, now, wait a minute. You said, oh, now you said Paris. Now, Paris, I never have been to, Michelle, but I heard that it's it's so glorious. But one woman did tell me it's very, Um, I had one lady who told me that it is lonely when you go there. But it's, the, it's supposed to be the place for love. 
It is. It is. It's special romantic city, like totally romantic. But I was in Paris on my birthday at the end of this tail end, you know, tail end of this business trip, uh, completely romantically alone. And, like, I could see the Eiffel Tower from my hotel room. It was that cool, you know. And and here I am in the most romantic city in the world, completely romantically alone on my birthday, not just any birthday. It was my 29th birthday, and so I was, like, you know, I think, you know, like when you're in your 20s, you're invincible, like, you know, life is, is happening in, and there's no way you'll ever, ever grow old or, or dreams might never, ever happen. You know, it's, it's, you're still in la-la land, I think, a little bit. But here I was, 29, and it kind of, my mortality crept up on me where I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be 30 next year. Like, this isn't, what happened? Why am I still single? Where did this, you know, this isn't where I wanted to be. This isn't what I wanted out of my life. And I kind of had that awkward, right. that kind of, like, slap across the face, you know, uh, moment that sometimes happens when we're off track in our lives. And, um, and with that, I think, you know, I think God works this way where it's like he beats you up and then he gives you that kind of, that kind of loving knowledge of like, all right, kind of smacked you around, but here's, here's the plan. And uh, I kind of had this aha moment. So on this business trip, I was building marketing plans every step of the way. I was, you know, doing it in China and in London and Germany and, and obviously in the United States as well. And for businesses, large and small, for government-owned businesses, all sorts of different countries, cultures, languages, everything. And, um, and I kind of started realizing, like, oh, my gosh, these, I, I do the same steps every single time. Every single time. It didn't matter where I was, how big the company, um, and it didn't even matter the kind of product. And so those are the things that I want to talk to you guys about today is are, are those core steps that, that these businesses took and that I then started to practice in my own personal life and that eventually got me married. So you have to start out asking yourself three questions. So Okay. So I'll go through the three, and then we'll we'll break them down. Uh, okay. So the first question is, in marketing, whether it's a product or a person, so anybody listening, mm-hmm. if you're wanting business advice, here's business advice too. But um, the first question is, what is the product? What are we selling? You know, what is this? What is the offering that we're bringing to market? And uh, the second question is, who is the product best for? Who's that target audience for our product? There's not something for there's our product is not something for everyone. Our product is very specific to specific audience. So who is that audience? Uh, the third question are is where are those people? Where can we where can we find those individuals? Where do we need to advertise um, uh, to this audience about our product? So those really are the three steps to building a marketing plan. What's the product? Who's the best for? And, and where are those people? Now, one of the problems that I had in my personal life is that I was living the feast or famine approach to dating. And I lived this way for a lot of years and made no progress for a number of reasons. The first problem was that I wasn't sold on the product. I was trying to get away from me when I was dating. I was like, I was lonely, I was depressed, and I was kind of stuck in the why am I single mode. And so I was kind of dating for validation, dating for somebody to love me because I didn't want to be alone, you know. And I don't think I'm—I I personally don't think I'm alone in that style of dating either. It's really hard to 
to be alone and not feel like um like you're unlovable, you know? It's hard to not feel like you're broken or that something's wrong with you, you know? And so after a while of this kind of dating uh, and failures in relationships over and over again, you kind of start to turn inward and say, oh, man, is something wrong with me? And you start to, like, analyze yourself and and uh, and essentially become kind of, like I said, just not sold on what you really have have to offer. And uh, and one of the other problems that I had was that I was not dating the best audience for my product. I was dating all the wrong guys <laughs> for me. And I had my list. I had I think we all have that list of what we're looking for. And at the end of every relationship, at the end of every bad date, that list would get longer and longer with more things that I thought I needed, thought I deserved. Um, and it, it, it essentially, you know, that list became, you know, unattainable. Who could be all of those things on, on this list of mine? <laughs> and, uh, and because I didn't like me, more often than not, I just took whoever came along in the dating in the dating process, in the dating and and uh, and if somebody was pursuing me, I was just like, well, I might as well let them, you know. And uh, and obviously, eventually, that relationship would end with a whole lot of drama and and more self-loathing and frustration and depression that came with that. Um, one of the reasons I wasn't dating the best guys that I wasn't putting myself in the right places to actually meet those guys. So I was social. There were a lot of things that were going on, parties or activities or, you know, things that were going on. But I was kind of stuck in, like, a social comfort zone where I was had my routine. There were the same people that I hung out with over and over again. Every weekend we did the same things, you know, went to the same places. And I did I, – I was social to have something to do, not because I was strategically putting myself – in the best places to meet the best people. And because I was doing the same things over and over again, I wasn't, I, like, the kind of person that I wanted to be wasn't there. And so I started to believe that that person didn't exist. And so I would just date who I could because I figured, well, dating someone is better than dating no one. You know what I mean? And so I started to settle in my dating efforts. So... How I shifted, once I started practicing marketing, how I shifted is the first thing I had to do was that I had to get good with my product first. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had to be right for me first. I tell people often, when, especially when they ask me, well, where do I go to meet the, you know, meet the right person for me? I say, well, you've got to look in the mirror. <laughs> you've got to look in the mirror first. You have right. to be right for you first. And how you do that, is first you have to understand what you have to offer. And that can be kind of a painful experience. You have to you have to kind of pull back the layers, um, sometimes the boundaries or the lies that you're telling yourself, and you really have to find out the good, the bad, and the ugly about you. And, um, and, and guaranteed there's good, bad, and ugly about all of us. But you have to quit running from those things, and you just have to own it. You have to be like, okay, this is, this is what I'm working with with this product. Um, and this is what businesses have to do. If their product isn't selling, my dears out there, if you're still single, if the product isn't selling, you have to start with the product. You have to understand it. And this is where businesses start. They have to understand, okay, well, why is my product not selling? 
And then once you understand kind of like your, your features, if you will, you then have to get good with what you have to offer. You have to fix those things that you can, you know, make some improvements in key areas. If you're not happy with your, with your physical look, you know, see what changes you can make there. If there's some things that have gone on in your emotional past, go to therapy. Work on those things. If there's, right. you know, if there's, if there's a disconnect with family, friends, or God, work on those relationships. Do those things mm-hmm. to help you feel comfortable and confident in your own skin. Fix what you can. Yeah. And then you need to understand where the line is between those things that you can fix and those things that you can't. And you need to just embrace those things that you can't. Over and over, for example, over and over again, because I'm, you know, kind of a ambitious, loudmouth type of girl, you know, people would tell me all the time that I was intimidating. And, uh, and so often I would try to change my personality in my dating efforts. I would try to come across more approachable or soft-spoken or I'm not going to share my opinion on that because I don't want people to think I'm intimidating. Well, guess what? I have an opinion on stuff. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I don't see that as a weakness anymore. I don't see that as some, like, you know, as some part of me that needs to be changed. I, I, I embrace that part of me. And guess what? Like, when I met my husband, he was just like, cool, rock on, you know. He wasn't intimidated by it at all. He thought it was awesome, you know. He's still, right. He's still, he's like, this is my wife who has an opinion on everything, you know. But um, so, so just to review those steps, you got to, like, understand what you have to offer, and then you got to get good with it. Those are, the, those are the first steps with, you know, with getting good with your product offering. So from there... Right. From there, then you have to move into figuring out, well, who is who is best for me? And okay. a lot of people get these things, get these steps reversed because they they see this cute guy at, at the club or at a party and they're like, oh, I wonder what he's looking for. I wonder what he wants. And then they kind of try to become it. And sometimes that's, you know, physically changing something about how they look or what they're wearing. Sometimes that's changing their, trying to change their personality or some core part of themselves, and that's not healthy. That's not that's not something that you, that you should be doing. We're not building a product based on an audience. We are we are ourselves, you know. And you need to find somebody who's best for you, not try to become something best for them. Does that makes mm-hmm. sense. It does. It makes perfect sense. And I was just thinking and of the fact. What I was I was just thinking. Uh, the fact when you were mentioning about just getting out there and trying to figure out who you are and everything, and how crucial is it really just to get to know yourself before you even try to get to know someone else, Michelle? So this is an interesting question. I'm I'm so glad you brought it up because I forgot to talk about it. So sometimes people get into the mode of like, you know, at that end of the feature family approach of, like, I'm going to take a break from dating. Another way of saying that is I'm just going to work on myself. I'm going to work on myself for a while, you know. And um, and uh, and if, if anybody who's ever had a smartphone, <laughs> I, have an, I, I have an iPhone, and I had, like, 18 updates to my app this morning, you know. <laughs> the, your, your phone and your apps are always updating. And why is that? The product wasn't perfect the first time around. And, you know, like every year, 
car manufacturers come out with the latest and greatest version of a car. You know, your favorite product does not stay, was not perfect the first time out, even if you think it was, you know. And so it can be a tendency a little bit for people to say, you know what, I'm not going to date because I want to work on myself. And when you do that, you're essentially removing your, you're taking yourself off the shelf. You're taking yourself out of the dating marketplace and uh, and just saying, well, I'm just going to work on myself instead of dating. Well, here's the problem, is that dating is like a social skill. It's a social muscle. And so when you're removing yourself from it, when you get back into it, you're bad at it. And when you're bad at it, you don't want to do it, and so you quit doing it again. You know, <laughs> it's like... I'm, I'm going to start lifting weights, but I have to start out with, like, the three-pounders instead of the 40-pounders. You know, i got to build up to that. And, uh, and, so, um, and so I recommend that people, people date to get to know themselves as much as they date to get to know other people. It's, it's a process of, of learning and growing that you can only do by doing it. You can't, you can't build muscles by laying on the couch. And, uh, and and you can't build social skills, and you can't get to know yourself in a dating setting by not dating. Kind of exactly. Yeah, I agree with you all the way, Michelle. You never know what's out there until you actually get out there. Even when you, even while you're still building yourself up to get to that standard in your life where you can date someone, don't let it go. Don't just get with the guy, and then weeks later he's looking at like what happened <laughs> like yeah still still have that same spice that you had when you went into it and it goes for the guys too don't start looking a mess after you get with the woman look your best it's just like when you have that job you always have to put on a performance you have to be up to part you cannot let yourself go because then you lose your job You're like well okay you're not at the same standards anymore so we'll have to get rid of you yeah yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, one of the things, one of the other reasons that it's crucial that you don't try to become something for somebody else, you know, is this whole idea of having to prove, having to, like, continue to put on a performance or to keep having to be something that you're not to keep that person, you know. You know, Tegnisha, you said that you're, you know, in this, that you're happily married. Now, imagine if you had to wake up you know, every morning and prove yourself to your loved ones that every day that you had, you had to reprove that you're worth loving and being with. Oh, that, that probably would have, I don't know. We probably would never ever would have gotten married because that, right. that's a lot when you really have to prove yourself that I'm worthy. I have to go through right. all these hoops just to get to you. And if I got to go through all that, then there's no point. Like, I'm not saying lower your standards for anyone. You don't do that. But at the same time, you shouldn't take anybody through nothing just to date you. Yes, I want the guy to be respectful and amountable. I want you to be loved. I don't want you to disrespect me in any kind of way, but just, oh, I'm better than you. You got to be a certain standard. Yeah. I look at, when women come like that and talk about, when they start talking like that of how they want this man to be there, I'd be like, look, you're going left field because you're never going to get to that point that you want to be at. I mean, there are going to be some faults um, in a person. You can't always look for perfection. And that's where a lot of people go wrong, I think, Michelle. They look for perfection. And that's not how you can't win like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and primarily when you're – so those things that you need to do to figure out who's best for you. And, and also keep in mind, you know, if you're trying to be something for somebody else, you're essentially trying – like, that's not sustainable, you know. you got to be, like – you got to be lovable in your own skin for you first, mm-hmm. and then you got to find somebody who's best for you – not right. trying to change to be best for them. So this is this is what I did, and this is what also businesses do to kind of like determine who's 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 their best customer, so to speak, who they want to be going after. So you have to review past experiences, and businesses are really good at this because they'll look in their past and be like, okay, this is the kind of customer that we've attracted. This is the kind of customer we like. This is the kind of customer we don't like. You know, and these mm-hmm. are the features and attributes based on, you know, based on those people. And I think we all have experiences in our past where there was somebody, you know, or a lot of people, and it doesn't have to be just relationships. It could be people that you've just gone out with um, where you're like, you know what, I really appreciated those things about that person. Those were really good. Uh, those were really good attributes that I appreciated. And I think we've all had those people that we've gone out with or that we've been with who we do not have attributes we do not appreciate. And, um, mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes those good and bad attributes exist in the same person, and that's okay. Um, but we need to identify those attributes that we're not okay with and that we do appreciate. And um, and we also need to identify negative patterns in our dating uh, in our dating process. So for me, I had the pattern of whenever I was feeling sad or depressed or frustrated, I would just go out and seduce somebody. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I felt like I needed to be in a relationship with that person. And, you know, because it was unhealthy from the start, then it was unhealthy all during the middle, and then it was unhealthy at the end. Surprise, surprise, you know. And so I recognized that I had to I had to own that pattern and say, okay, well, I can't just, like, you know, force somebody into my life just because I'm lonely and I want them there. I need to, I need to, um, I need to stop that pattern. And I don't think I'm the only one with that pattern, by the way. I think there's a lot of people who have that pattern. Um, but right. there's also some other negative patterns that, that people can get sucked into. And so you need yeah. to, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say there are, but Michelle, hold that thought. We're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. There's only one station that will keep you happy, Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. 
Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck for Dave 2037 so he can buy anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. What are you getting Steve 2037? Steve 2037 will be just fine. Well, okay, but don't expect to borrow my anti-gravity boots. Save something for the future. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back. We're here with Michelle Barnum, who's giving us all the tips to what you're doing wrong with dating, and it's all starting with marketing yourself. It sounds like a job, but actually it is if you want to get out there and do it correctly. Now, we all have heard this probably. We're sorry. The number you have reached is not in service. Please check the number or try your call again. This is a recording. Now, you probably heard that when you call someone. Maybe you turned the flame off. Maybe it's something that you just did not do. And, Michelle, I know plenty of people have heard that when you pick up that phone. You were like, darn, did they give me the wrong number? Yes, they did. And, you know, studies suggest that people often lack insight into what attracts them to others. And, therefore, the characteristics they seek in others profile may be very different from those that will create a connection in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think sometimes, especially with online dating, you go shopping. You go shopping on your, online. You're like, oh, I like those boots. That's cute. I like them in red. You know, <laughs> like like you can kind of get into, you can kind of get into uh, to into feature mode, you know, kind of a thing where I like, you know, I want them knee high and I want them with heels, but like people aren't like that, you know. People are are a little bit more complex <laughs> than than they are than that, and and so you know, especially with online online dating or even app dating. App dating is even worse because you're just swiping left or right based on your interest <laughs> in somebody if they're cute enough and all of these things. Um, you know, and that gets us back to like actually that discussion of like figuring out really who is best for you. And you know, before the commercial break, we talked about how you you know the first step is to review your past and to um, you know to to take a look at those 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 people in your past who had attributes that you appreciated and that you liked and that had attributes that you did not like. You know, and identifying those things so that you can maybe not repeat your mistakes, um, which is that second step of identifying negative patterns in your dating uh, history. And sometimes those patterns look like actual people. You know, maybe you're always attracted to the bad guys, you know, the bad boys. Right. Or you're always attracted to those girls that you know are high maintenance, so you know they're not good for you, um, but you're attracted to them anyway, and so you date them, and surprise, surprise, it always ends in disaster, you know, and if you're wanting to date for cute, you got to break those negative patterns. you got to own it. you got to identify it. And, um, and so, and that leads us to the third step, which is to get clear on, on what's most important to you, to you. You know, we talked about how we can kind of create these lists, what we want and need in the staff, what we think we deserve, what we're entitled to, he better, he's got to, and all this stuff. Um, and I have one of those lists. Too. I mean, I, it was long and deep, and there was no penetrating. It was a moat around my fortress, you know. And um, and what really changed and shifted for me was that was when I realized that a lot of those things that I thought I needed, those check boxes that I thought that I wanted, were actually not serving me. You know, I was this business girl, right. and I and I thought that I needed somebody who could keep up with me, and um, 
and uh, and more often than not, when I dated other business guys, they they were uh, they competed with me. They were more they were less interested in dating me and more interested in competing with me, um, which made me feel not so great. And so I realized I had to translate that checkbox item of you know. When I say I want somebody who can keep up with me, you know, when I'm dating these business guys, what am I really looking for? Well, I'm looking for somebody who's ambitious, who's hardworking, who's committed to um, providing for a family, you know. Those were were the real attributes that I was looking for. And because I had this guy, this vision of these attributes cloaked in this checkbox, you know, I realized, like, well, how many business guys do I know that aren't hardworking, that they're total lazy butts, you know, and – who have no intention of providing for a family. They just want to be taken care of, you know. They want to be the one that, that's, that's provided for, you know. And uh, and I was also, because I had this checkbox, any guy who wasn't a business guy, I wasn't even considering. You know, my husband, when I met him, he was working um, at, like, one of those oil-changing shops kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And guaranteed, if I had met him before... I went through all this. I would never have given him the time of day, never, ever. Um, but he was working at that shop uh, because he was working himself through college. He was committed to not taking out any student loans. And so he was working his tail off to provide for himself. And um, and that sounds like somebody who's hardworking, right? And he's going to school and he's, you know, looking for his next career move. That sounds like ambition, you know, and and so like it's one of those things that sometimes your list is actually keeping you from seeing the people who are really good for you, but you really are looking for. And so I tell people you got to ditch the list. You got to take those right. checkbox items that you're looking for, and you got to translate them to those core attributes that you mean when you say, "Well, I want to date a lawyer. I want to date a doctor." But probably what you aren't thinking. Is, thinking that you mean when you say a lawyer and doctor is somebody who has probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, somebody who has to work 80 to 90 hours a week who's not going to be around for you and your children. You know, those are probably not things that you are you'd actually want when you say that you want to date a doctor or a lawyer. So what you mean when you say that is you want somebody who can provide for you, somebody who's hardworking, ambitious, you know, goal-oriented. Well, there are a lot of different kinds of people who fit that bill, you know, and you're not going to see them. You're not going to give them the time of day because you're looking for a lawyer or a doctor. Does that make sense? It does. And that just brings boils it all down to the fact that you have to stop sabotaging yourself. We set, Like I said, we set this fantasy world up. This is what I want. If you don't look like this, then that's not what I want. And yeah. that that sets you up for big-time failure, and we have to stop doing that. we we got to stop being in that fantasy world. It's, it's not going to be like that. My husband, uh, the same way, I met my husband when he was working as a janitor um, at Crystal's, and we've been married for nine years, and I accepted him. I never was big on you had to have this or you had to have money. Of course, my mother was vice versa on that. Well, why didn't you do this? I'm like, well, that's not the way I thought life was supposed to be. I mean, yes, I do want love and protection and want you to have money, but at the same time, I'm not. I'm not keen on all that. If you don't have it, then you don't have it because you never know who you might pass up. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. 
And I'm not saying that you have to change, you know, you have to trade uh, stability for love. And in fact, I'm saying you're actually choosing more stability by choosing <laughs> by choosing love, you know, and 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 making making your list, you know, whittling it down to those things that are like that are most important to you, that are most, you know, and I had a long list and I, I ditched all of it and really figured out, you know, those things that are most important to me is I need somebody who's hardworking, somebody who loves Jesus, somebody who is attractive to me. And that looks like a lot of different things, you know, but I need somebody who's attractive to me and uh, somebody who's kind because I was tired of, of jerks, you know, and, and those four things were my core. They're, those were those were the only things I really needed and wanted in a spouse. And um, and they were pretty obvious and evident when when I met my husband. Which leads us to the final step. So um, so just to review, you gotta you gotta get good with your product. And then you gotta figure out who's best for you. And then the final step is you need to actually put yourself um, and maybe even change some of your social efforts to intersect with that kind of person that you want to be with. And I had to do this. I had to leave my friends behind in some cases. I had to change my socialization habits because I was doing things um, that were comfortable and the kind of guy that I wanted to meet wasn't there. And so I had to consider new activities. I had to go online and and, uh, and I had to try different things in person, and I also had to be strategic with my time. So what I mean by that is I would sometimes I would show up at a new place or a party, and, yeah, there's lots of people and there's lots of excitement, and, you know, but if the kind of guy I wasn't, I, I wanted to be with wasn't there, I needed to start, like, removing myself from those settings. I needed to give myself permission to not go there again, to not do those um and protect my time in the sense of, you know what, that party or those friends or that activity or that online dating site or that dating app is a waste of time. The kind of person I want to date isn't there, so I need to be more creative, more strategic, and, and figure out where is that person. And <laughs> and uh, and honestly, I met my husband at a rodeo. <laughs> I... Uh, I, that's not a place that I usually pick up on guys, but um, uh, I I was I was trying new things. I was going new places, and uh, he happened to be there with a group of friends that I ran into, and I ended up sitting next to him. And by the end of the night, we were pretty much, you know, like every it was truly like a movie. Everybody else was just kind of blurry on the outside, and it was just kind of like the two of us, and. Um, and it was just, it was magic, you know, truly and truly and holy. But, you know, and, and that's the part where I, I feel like, you know, it's God showing off because, you know, here I, I was working on myself and trying to do all of these things. And I finally was, you know, the results of me doing this, this marketing process was that I was truly content with myself. I wasn't trying to change me. I wasn't trying to, like, you know, force people into my life because I was lonely and didn't like me. I was truly content with who I was and where I was in in my life. And I was clear on what I was looking for in a partner. And and so when I met him, it was 
it was that magic. It was that spiritual experience, so to speak, of, you know, realizing, well, you know, I did my part and then God did his, right. you know, exactly. and, um, and, and that, that really, that's how marketing got me married. <laughs> really, truly. <laughs> and, you know, I, I feel so blessed. And, you know, we have a new little, we have a new little daughter in our lives who's just the, the, the cutest baby on the planet, I'm sure. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's true and it's real and, and it's what I want for other people too. And that's, that's really why I'm talking right. about This is a process that doesn't just work for me. I had three clients get married in June and, um, oh, and it worked. See, it, and this, it can, it can work for anyone. You can find greater happiness, but as Michelle said, you have to be willing to just change your behavior. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to do and you could just hear it. I love your resilience. It's, it's so incredible. But for anyone out there, you just have to examine your habits. You got to change them. It, it might be a little modest amount, but you can improve. It, it will improve the outcomes once you do it. You have to just be willing to, to want to change. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to be stuck in the same way. But this is the way I choose to be. And if you don't accept it, well, with that attitude, you're never going to have anyone on your team going to always have rejection. You've got to be willing to change for the, for the better and not the worse. But it's hard for people to want to admit to that, Michelle, and we, and we all know that factor. Habits are hard to break, but especially when it comes to love, it's worth the effort. Absolutely. It sure is. Um, and I hope everybody out there have tuned, who tuned in today, I hope you find that true love. But take your time. Take it slow. If you haven't been in a while, don't rush into it. Make sure that all your past regressions and everything is taken care of because you don't want your past mistakes to go into your future. And don't put everybody in the same page or the same book. Everybody's all dogs or they're they're going to sleep with this person. No, get that out your mind. Every, there is somebody for, like I always was talking, Michelle, there's somebody for everybody out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I tell people God God wants His children happy, you know, and He has a plan for how to do it. But you got to do your part. You got to have a plan for your happiness too. You sure do. You sure do. And it and it's got to start somewhere, and it's got to start with you today. So that's the message for everybody today. Start with yourself today. Clean your closet out before you jump out there. Make sure all your old relationships are taken care of before you get into a new one. But I do agree with Michelle on that. God will take care of you, but you got to make that step first too. You got to you got to come halfway with God. But Michelle, I'm so glad that you came on, giving us all these little decisions to make and think on to get ourselves prioritized to get yourself together. It's time to take a make a check on yourself. The same way you gotta tighten up that resume, tighten your own self up. It's a job and that's what you're applying for. But Michelle, for anyone who wants to get in contact with you and find out more information, where can they go? So you can go to marketingtomarriage.com and I have a new uh, a new training, a free training series that people can go through. They can sign up there and I talk about all about how I use marketing to get married. It's four videos. So you get some really good training there. It's free. 
Um, my blog's on there with a lot of free advice as well. So head over to marketingtomarriage.com and, uh, and you can get started on those videos. Well, thank you again, Michelle. Many blessings to you and your family. I'm so happy for you and that you got a new upcoming young lady in your life that you brought in this world. So I'm I'm very proud of you. I'm glad. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Hopefully we'll end up doing this again. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right. And before I leave everyone, the truth of the day for my friend Mary Ellen is take time to listen to others, taking note of their needs without giving opinions or judgment. When friends come to you with concerns, it is important to keep an open mind listening with love. This is the best form of support. Give others the time they need to express their needs, assisting them to come up with their own solutions. Make time to really listen without thinking about what you are going to say in return. When you learn to reflect others' concerns without trying to solve them, you are showing that you truly care. Today, lend a compassionate ear and encourage others to trust you and help them enjoy the day. And as a matter of fact, Listen, when you get when you go out on that first date, take the time to listen. Don't start badgering them and interrogating that person. So that's a message for all you first time daters out there. And good luck to you. I hope that it ends up being a blessing and you find the one that you truly love. Well, I will see you very soon and everyone enjoy the day like I said. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.